Why has Triple H been so successful? Why is Triple H running WWE better than Vince McMahon and Bruce Pritchard on Monday and Friday night? Long-term booking. Thank you so very much for joining me right here on Off The Script. This is your Friday Night Smackdown post show for February 9th, 2024. I am your host, JD, from New York. As always, coming to you live from the OTS venue. Thank you guys so very much for joining me on your Friday nights, wherever you may be. Everybody was looking forward to Smackdown tonight, man. Especially after that kickoff show. WrestleMania kickoff live from Las Vegas at the T-Mobile Arena. We got Cody claiming his spot at WrestleMania after some hesitation. One week ago, he chooses Roman as he should. He's the one in control. He won the Royal Rumble. Roman doesn't control who he wrestles at WrestleMania. Doesn't matter what Rock is doing or where he's seated or what position in the company he holds. That is Cody's decision to make. And Cody only. That's what we got. We got the announcement last night. Everybody went wild. And we got the announcement again tonight via Triple H as he stood side by side with Nick Aldis. And Adam Pierce on SmackDown tonight. WrestleMania's main event is official. It will be a rematch from last year. It is Cody Rhodes versus Roman Reigns for the undisputed WWE Universal Championship. If you guys were expecting a continuation of what we got last night in Las Vegas, I am sad to say and sorry to report that we got no further developments. Outside of a very simple Triple H promo. That certainly set the stage for next week because Triple H will be there. Roman will be there. And The Rock will be there. So I don't know what is going to take place next week. But we realistically could be looking at Triple H and The Rock in the same ring together. Face to face cutting a promo. On each other. Should be very entertaining television. We're going to go over what Triple H said. I was very pleased with what Triple H said. It was quite comedic in some aspects as to what he said and the way he delivered his message tonight. Basically, it is a... I don't want to say it's an emergency. Hey, this is who books the fucking show. Don't worry about anybody else. I don't know if they're taking all of what they've done here and are making it all into a story because I'm going to sit here and I'm going to say it once again and I'm going to tell you guys all WrestleMania season as long as we are on this road together. What we got last night was not the original plan. 
I want you to be very well aware of that. If anybody in this chat has a problem, if anybody has something to say in regards to, oh, well, look at all the journalists and, and all the, 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 the podcasters, they all got worked. Nobody got worked. WWE got worked by their fans who they take for granted, who they think are simple-minded buffoons. This was not the original plan. The original plan was Cody and Roman and whatever story they were going to tell when Cody won the Royal Rumble. This is not a work. This was not a work from day one. WWE is now working to correct their mistake. There's a big difference. This is not a work. What they did last night at the kickoff show is absolutely not the original plan. The original plan was Roman and Rock. That was the plan. And when Dwayne found out that everybody wanted Cody and not him this year because he stuck his nose in business in which it didn't belong, then he realized, well, maybe maybe I bit off a little bit more than I can chew and I'm going to reroute this plan. Let's all get together and maybe I'll side with Roman. Maybe I'll join the bloodline. Maybe I'll go heal. That was not the original plan. So whoever is in the comments saying, oh, well, you got worked. No, you're a fucking idiot. And you're only saying that to get a reaction out of everybody who said for weeks that this wasn't a fucking work. And all I'm going to do is hit delete. Goodbye. Don't want to hear it. We're going to go over what Triple H said. I enjoyed what he said. I enjoyed that he's a character on this show, in this role, because it's basically his creative and his guy, Cody. He's standing up for what's right, Cody, Triple H is, against the bloodline, The Rock, Roman Reigns, and what they think is most important, and that is their family. They think their family is above everything else, including the WWE. It could be a memorable WrestleMania season with what they got planned. If you guys watched the kickoff stream last night with myself and Andrew Baydala, we talked about all the possibilities of what could be at WrestleMania. We will once again go over that. I'm sticking with my guns. It's only one of two ways. This tag team match that everybody's dreaming of with Seth Rollins and Cody Rhodes versus The Rock and Roman Reigns. Don't really find any interest in that. I don't know why that would be on anybody's wish list. But after tonight, I think that tag team match can go up in smoke and in the fucking garbage because the Elimination Chamber is going to get a women's and now a men's match. Seth Rollins will have an opponent at WrestleMania on night one or night two, preferably night one. Seth Rollins will wrestle the winner of the men's elimination chamber match. So that tag team match is not taking place at WrestleMania, like everybody was claiming it would be. Certainly looked like a tag team match was being set up. Rollins looked like a fucking lost soul out there. He looked like the fourth wheel. But I said if he's healthy to go, which I don't really think is a possibility, we could do that match at the elimination chamber. 
Cody, Seth Rollins teaming up together against Rock and Roman. It's still a possibility. We got next week. It's not taking place at WrestleMania. But whatever happened at the kickoff show wasn't really forwarded this week. There's a reason for that. WWE is going to take baby steps. They got several weeks to go before WrestleMania. And right now they got the Elimination Chamber to build first and foremost. That's what they're building towards. After the Chamber, we got five weeks till WrestleMania. Six weeks. More than enough time to tell these stories and have everything fleshed out for WrestleMania. Also on tonight's SmackDown, we got a number one contenders tag team title match. We got DIY against British Strong Style. Pete Dune and Tyler Bate. Pete Dunne and Tyler Bate against DIY. Johnny Gargano and Tommaso Ciampa. And winners of that match will go on to wrestle Judgment Day at the Elimination Chamber. And we got Elimination Chamber qualifying matches for both the men and the women tonight. In what was a very good wrestling heavy SmackDown show. But if you guys are looking for story, it was not to be found tonight. Not to be found. Gotta wait till next week. So we're going to go over uh, everything we need to tonight, as usual, right here on OTS. And I appreciate you guys hanging out with me on your Friday evenings. We got 3,500 people in here. Quickly, let me get through my typical bullshit. Follow me on social media at JD from NY206. It's on X, Instagram, TikTok, and Cameo. Make sure you guys hit that subscribe button down below. Turn on the bell for notifications. We are 400 subscribers away from 156,000 subscribers. Go check out the WrestleMania kickoff stream with myself and Andrew Bedala. Last night, we had 9,600 people in here. The most ever on this channel. I got my own story to finish at WrestleMania. We're hitting 10,000 minimum. Minimum. Has anybody in the community hit 10,000 live viewers for a stream? It might not have even been done. You know who's going to do it? Tonight's show is sponsored by my great friends over at DraftKings. It's Super Bowl Sunday this weekend, guys. If you guys want to get in on all the action, DraftKings has got you covered. Download the DraftKings app, sign up, and use that promo code JD from NY. That is this Sunday for Super Bowl Sunday. And I want to thank them for once again sponsoring the podcast right here on OTS. Triple H, he started SmackDown off tonight as he should because what happened at the end of that kickoff show on Thursday night piqued everybody's interest, man. 
Triple H is being interviewed by one of the ladies. I don't remember which one. They all look the same to me outside Kayla. Mackenzie Mitchell. Who, who, who was it? I don't even know. They all look the same to me. Anyway, she was interviewing Triple H. And all of a sudden we see Dwayne and Roman walking side by side. In fact, it wasn't even side by side. It was Roman walking behind Dwayne which was basically projected as big brother, little brother here, which was a very telling sign at the end of that kickoff show last night. Triple H is being interviewed and Dwayne overhears him and says, don't let that man disrespect my family ever again. And then Triple H tells Rock, that was wrong. You know that was wrong. And Rock right now is someone who has a lot of power. He's on the board of directors for TKO. And he's throwing his power around. And after everything that happened, The Rock is leaning into a heel persona going into WrestleMania. And that may have been the best change of all. Because if The Rock is truly going to be a long gamer then I think the longevity of the story he wants to tell is going to get us where it needs to be with him in this role right now. I'm going to say it once, and I'm going to say it again over and over and over again all WrestleMania season. Rock and Roman is not taking place at WrestleMania this year. Nor does it need to be at WrestleMania this year. The Rock wants to claim he's a long gamer. A long gamer means WrestleMania 41. It doesn't mean WrestleMania 40. Why give away the match now? I said this from the very beginning. The priority this season is to take that title off of Roman. Put it on Cody. And get Cody on SmackDown as the new WWE champion. That's the priority. Finish the story. Roman going through another summer as WWE champion is going to be detrimental to the show. And yes, if you guys looked at the family bloodline tree that Roman and Rock were staring up at during the kickoff show last night, The Rock is labeled as the high chief. Roman is the tribal chief. You know, I'm not really uh, all that up on Samoan or what happens with the Samoan tribes. Factors delicious, ready-to-eat meals make eating better every day easy. Wherever tomorrow takes you, be ready with pre-prepared, chef-crafted, and dietitian approved meals delivered right to your door. You'll have over 35 different options a week to choose from, including keto, calorie smart, vegan, and veggie, and more. And there's even more to enjoy with over 55 nutrition-packed add-ons that help make your weekly meal planning even more delicious. What are you guys waiting for? Get started today and have a feel-good week of meals ready to go. The options are endless with Factor. Two-minute meals. Fill up fast with Factor's restaurant-quality meals that are ready to heat and eat whenever you are. How about some snacks, some smoothies, and more? 
Discover a wide variety of easy options for the entire day, like breakfast, midday bites, and more. Sign up and save. We've done the math. Factor is less expensive than takeout, and every meal is dietitian approved to be nutritious and delicious. Factor is also the perfect solution if you're looking for fast, upscale options done easily. And you guys can be very flexible with your schedule. Get as much or as little as you need by choosing 6 to 18 meals per week. Plus, you can pause or reschedule your deliveries anytime. And the most important part, there's no prep. No mess. Factor meals are 100% ready to heat and eat. So there's no prepping, there's no cooking or cleanup that is needed. If that sounds great to you guys, head to factormeals.com slash script 50 and use code script 50 to get 50% off. That's code script 50 at factormeals.com slash script 50 to get 50% off. But I would assume that the high chief is above the tribal chief. Did Roman take notice of that? Does he have a problem with that? I don't know. Roman and Rock doesn't need to take place this year. I said it from the very beginning, and I'm going to stick with that. I think you guys understand that as well. I think a lot of people are starting to get on board with that. Cody and Roman needs to take place this year at WrestleMania. It is signed. It is sealed. It is delivered. There's a graphic. So we know at least Cody will be a part of the main event for WrestleMania 40 in Philadelphia. Why blow through something this big in two months? I would much rather see Roman and Rock together this summer, leading the bloodline. That's a nice trade-off for Roman dropping the championship. He's still going to be at the top, the very top, because he's going to have Dwayne next to him. And that doesn't mean the story's over. Cody takes the title. He ends Roman. He takes everything from Roman. And then that means the next chapter of this story is going to continue. Cody's going to be on SmackDown. Roman isn't going anywhere. He will be on SmackDown as well. We are going to get a Nightmare Family or people representing Cody and the Nightmare Family against the bloodline. That is going to be your civil war on SmackDown or all across WWE. That's the long game that The Rock is talking about. There's no other long game. There will be other sub-stories within the long game that The Rock wants to tell. Because when all goes to shit, it's going to end up being Rocky and Roman at WrestleMania next year. But who will be the heel and who will be the babyface? That's the problem. I would be okay if Rock played heel all the way through until he says goodbye. Us looking at a babyface Rock, we expect it. We're comfortable with it. We know it. But the one character that The Rock never really stayed with for a long time is that Hollywood Rock prick-like character that he played. And the first signs of that, the early stages of Hollywood Rock, were, to me, some of the best iterations of The Rock. Some of the best comedy, some of the best one-liners, some of the best promos, some of the best segments were from Hollywood Rock. 
So not only are we going to get a SmackDown, WWE, Raw, Civil War. I genuinely think that this is leading to Roman turning over a new leaf, getting kicked out of the bloodline, and Roman finally being accepted by the fan base as the babyface that Vince dreamt of every single night for seven years. The Rock is going to help get Roman over to that next point in his career. And he's not going to be a babyface like you think. He's not going to go back to the blue-collar babyface that Vince McMahon portrayed him as. There's not going to be much of Roman that's going to change. Roman found who he was. The Roman that you're going to get is the Roman that you see now. It's basically what you're going to get. That's the long game. But what do we do with WrestleMania? Everybody forecasts rock wrestling at WrestleMania. I don't really know. I don't really know. The Elimination Chamber is coming up in two weeks. Everybody tends to think that Rollins is going to be ring ready, and everybody's projecting this tag team match that was basically teased coming out of the kickoff stream on Thursday night. Seth Rollins was out there. He didn't really have any reason to be out there. After Cody mentioned Roman Reigns and him wanting to go wrestle Roman Reigns at WrestleMania, Rollins was irrelevant to the entire discussion. He was just out there because he was out there. But is Rollins going to be ready? Is he going to be ready for the Elimination Chamber? It's in two weeks. Rollins said he would be completely ready for WrestleMania. But is he going to be ready for the Elimination Chamber? Australia wants The Rock. I do not see Roman missing that show. I do not see Cody missing that show. Do they test the waters with Seth Rollins and Cody Rhodes versus Rock and Roman Reigns? where Cody Rhodes takes the majority of that match. I don't know. It's a pretty big deal. It's a pretty big ask for Seth Rollins at this stage when he might not be ready. Clearly, that match is not taking place at WrestleMania. WWE is going to crown a number one contender for Rollins through the Elimination Chamber, and that will be his WrestleMania match, so that match won't be taking place at WrestleMania, unless we get this tag team match to happen one or two weeks before WrestleMania weekend on a mega edition of SmackDown. It's a possibility. But what do we do with Cody, Rock, and Roman? Well, I mentioned last night, I was And I mentioned this months ago before Rock even got inserted into the picture. Maybe we do Roman wrestling Rock and Roman wrestling Cody. This is when we all projected that Dwayne would be a babyface and Roman would beat The Rock and The Rock would go goodbye and then he drops the title to Cody on night two. But clearly there's there's more going on with The Rock. Clearly he's going to be aligned with Roman. He's not wrestling Roman. It's one of two things are going to happen. Next week, it's a possibility where Triple H and The Rock come face-to-face and The Rock throws his weight around, The Rock throws his power around, and just inserts himself into the World Championship match at WrestleMania. It's a possibility. That would make it Cody versus Rock versus Roman. 
for the Undisputed Championship. Don't really want to see that. Don't really want to see that. Or something that I pitched last night, instead of having Roman wrestle twice, how about we have Cody wrestle twice? Cody wrestles The Rock on night one in the main event. And then Cody wrestles Roman on night two in the main event and wins the title. It could happen. That would them that would be them taking a page out of the Daniel Bryan WrestleMania 30 playbook, but a lot more lucrative. A lot more lucrative. I don't know where they go. Some people are saying Roman's not going to lose at WrestleMania. Roman is losing at WrestleMania. Roman needs to lose. I don't give a fuck what anybody says. Roman is not taking that championship past WrestleMania. He's not. It is a detriment to the show. It's over. There's nothing left for him to do. If he beats Cody, what is he going to do? It's going to be all about the bloodline and the Nightmare family or the Rhodes family head-to-head for the rest of the year. Until Roman gets kicked out of the bloodline, The Rock is the high chief of the bloodline, and then you start to see, well, is Solo going to join Roman or is he going to join Rock? Is Jimmy going to join Roman or is he going to join Rock? Is Jay going to join Roman or join Rock? We may, get, we may get a whole new bloodline. An entire new blood. We may get bloodline versus bloodline at the end of all this. But initially, I'm already thinking ahead. Roman, Rock, Jimmy, Solo against Cody, Jay, Seth, and potentially CM Punk. Imagine that. You mean to tell me that's not going to bring more eyeballs to the WWE? Holy shit. I'm just thinking out loud. I'm just fantasy booking. Nothing's really set in stone. We don't really know what they're doing on a week-to-week basis. I don't think WWE knows what they're doing on a week-to-week basis. Cody's in the main event. Rock will be there. What role will he have? I don't know. I don't know. But if they really want to make Cody overcome everything, having him wrestle Rock on night one and then having him beat Roman on night two is quite the way to send him off. Riding into the sunset. Crowning that man king of WWE. I thought the press conference last night was great. I thought what they did was make a huge error Hustle to fix it, and they got the job done. Now, the only thing I wish they would have done tonight is give us an explanation as to why Cody says he's going to take everything from Roman, but not at WrestleMania. I'm still worried about that line. Why did he say that? Was he convinced to say that by Dwayne? I'm going to need to physically hear him say that. I'm going to need him to say 
I was told that I was going to be promised this, 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 this. But after what I saw at the press conference, and it's all about family and bringing my family down, and it's not about the championship. No, 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 no. What, are you kidding me? I'm going to need an explanation. Because The Rock seemed to be targeting Roman and everything that Roman is. And then at the press conference, it was more about, we got to do this for our blood. We got to do this for our family. Cody's like, this is what you're taking my WrestleMania spot for? This? I don't give a shit about your family. I want the fucking title. I'm going to need an explanation from Cody. Big time. Hopefully we get that next week. So I was slightly disappointed that we didn't get him on the show at least this week to explain why he did and said what he said last week. Because it still doesn't make Cody look good. It makes him look like a fool. I appreciate WWE changing the plans to make it work. If this was WWE under Vince McMahon, we would get nowhere. This would be awful. At least with this administration and these people leading the show, they listen to the fans immediately. And they followed the voices that were going to lead them down the right path. Cody is the way. This was not the original plan. So kudos to WWE for fixing what was an obvious error, trying to get us on the right path, still a little bumpy, but if they manage to turn this thing around and completely reroute plans here from the original and it works, kudos to them. But I'm going to need an explanation from Cody. It's the only thing that we're hanging up on. Triple H is out there, and like I said, he's with Adam Pearce, and he's with Nick Aldis. So, Triple H said, it certainly sounds like they're on the road to WrestleMania. He said the kickoff event got them started, but at some point, it took a hard left turn, and now that road is on fire, he says. He said it feels really good. He said he wanted to clear... One thing up, though. Fans loudly began chanting, Rocky sucks. Rocky sucks. Rock is not wanted. He said there was some confusion in the air. Perhaps some people don't know their role. He was already indirectly mentioning The Rock. I feel like there were people and went out there and tried to assert their authority when they don't really have any. He says he really don't care where someone sits. There is one thing that is abundantly clear, whether people like it or not. The answers come from one place and one place only. And right now, you're looking at him as he looks right into the hard camera. He leans into the camera. And basically let you know he was in charge. Triple H said at WrestleMania, Roman will defend the title against Cody Rhodes in the main event. Triple H then said, there are some people in the back 
who at that point, loud Cody chants rang out. He said, there will be some people who will be disappointed in that decision. But here's the thing. It doesn't matter if you like that decision. Again, indirectly mentioning The Rock by using one of his own catchphrases. He welcomed everyone to the road to WrestleMania. Nick Aldis then takes the microphone and said, now that that is basically taken care of, it's time to shift our attention to Seth Rollins. He said his challenger will be determined within the elimination chamber in Australia. He says they kick things off with qualifying matches tonight. And because our management team is a unified one, I'm going to turn it over to Adam Pierce, he says. Adam Pierce then pointed at the big screen and it showed all of the competitors within the Elimination Chamber qualifying matches. Randy Orton, Bronson Reed, Kevin Owens, Logan Paul, AJ Styles, The Miz, Bobby Lashley, Ivar of the Viking Raiders, Drew McIntyre, Sami Zayn, Dominic Mysterio, and L.A. Knight. Yeah. Drew McIntyre and AJ Styles were up first, which kind of angered people because people want to see both Drew McIntyre and AJ Styles in the Elimination Chamber. McIntyre made his entrance. He wore his new shirt with the gravestone saying CM Punk's comeback lasted from 2024 to 2024. He thanked everyone for showing up. And he thanked everyone for showing him their wallets because the shirt is, I believe, number one on the WWE shop. He then calls himself DM Hunk. You know, CM Punk. And DM Hunk, Drew McIntyre is calling himself a hunk. It's basically what he's saying. He said his shirt is selling better than Punk's shirt. He promised everyone that Punk won't see a penny of the profits. He said everybody's happy that Cody chose Reigns. He told him sarcastically, you go finish your story, buddy. He said he played with everyone's emotions and played games, and he helped motivate him to finish his story. You're welcome, Cody. You're, you're very welcome, man. Go do it. He said he saved WrestleMania by taking Punk out and motivating Cody to finish his story. So now all he has to do is save the World Heavyweight Championship. He said he'll win the chamber and finally have his moment at WrestleMania. He said he'll give everyone a champion they can be proud of who is best for business. So we got this match to start SmackDown. Before we get into what happened within the match between AJ Styles and Drew McIntyre, I'm going to talk to you guys about the Elimination Chamber. Now, you're probably wondering, I wonder if JD is going to shit on this because there are Raw and SmackDown stars in this Elimination Chamber. I know. I don't really understand it. I don't like it. I don't get it. Every time WrestleMania season comes around... We get WWE bending the rules more and more 
and basically eliminating the brand split, they seemingly get thrown out the window. WWE clearly wants to go in a direction to find Rollins a World Heavyweight Championship match at WrestleMania. Now, I like the fact that they're doing the chamber because that's what the chamber is for on the road to WrestleMania. Whoever wins the Royal Rumble, that man gets to choose whichever championship he wants. And the championship that is not chosen, they have their match determined in the chamber. So before you guys expect me to shit on this, I would rather the Elimination Chamber find Rollins an opponent instead of some bullshit one-night triple threat match or a one-on-one match, or worst-case scenario, they randomly choose an opponent for him based on whatever's going on on the television show. So right out of the gate, I'm here to tell you that you guys should be okay with this because the Elimination Chamber is being used in the manner in which it should be used on the road to WrestleMania. Years and years and years, the Chamber has become less and less important. Triple H is there, finally full-time, and he's using the chamber as it should be used, as intended on the road to WrestleMania. You're going to determine your other championship match through the chamber. Chamber's not being contested for the fucking tag team titles. It's not being contested for the Intercontinental title. It's not being contested for the United States Championship, which we all thought was going to be the case. So, yes, I would rather see them do the chamber instead of any other method. Secondly, if they do the chamber, which they should, are there enough credible, believable, and deserving men on the Monday Night Raw side to go in there and get the job done to come out of the other side and win number one contender. Jey Uso, Sami Zayn, Drew McIntyre, Gunther. Gonna stop right there. If you put Gunther in the elimination chamber, unless he's going to win it, why is he there? You do know that the match is no rules. If Gunther's in the elimination chamber, that means he would have to lose via pinfall. There's no other way to lose. So right out of the gate, you're taking one of the biggest, if not the biggest contender on Monday Night Raw, putting him in the chamber to lose? No. So you're stuck with Sami Zayn, Drew McIntyre, and Jey Uso. Who else is on Monday? Bronson Reed? He hasn't really done much of anything. The Miz. Do you guys take The Miz to be a number one contender to challenge Seth Rollins at WrestleMania for the World Heavyweight title? Chad Gable? Ricochet? Ivar? I mean, WWE is looking very weak at the top of the card there. After McIntyre, Zayn, and Jey Uso, there really isn't much to go on. CM Punk was supposed to be in there. He was supposed to win it. He was supposed to go Russell Rollins at WrestleMania. Clearly, that's not happening. 
So what WWE did here is after The Rock disrupted the system at the kickoff show on Thursday, and everybody's now managing the chaos here with the power struggle that they feel is coming, WWE sent Nick Aldis and Adam Pearce out there alongside Triple H and claim that their management team is unified and they are working together to make the best show possible. And right now, you're looking at Raw and SmackDown competitors in the chamber instead of just Monday Night Raw. It fills it out much better. And I'm looking at it from another aspect as well. For weeks, we've been talking about Rollins looking like a fourth wheel and Rollins looking like a bitch and Rollins looking like a secondary champion. Roman buried his championship alongside his clothing choices. He basically called Rollins' title the loser's bracket title. So now Rollins has not only Raw, but SmackDown vying for his championship. Perception is everything, folks. I know they buried Rollins' championship more times than I care to remember the the last two weeks, but if you got both Monday Night Raw and Friday Night SmackDown competing for Seth Rollins' championship, just by perception alone, it makes Rollins' championship look that much more desirable. So, yeah, I'm going to sit back and I'm going to be okay with this decision. It's a big show. Why not? Now, they didn't really say anything or give a reason why SmackDown is included in the Raw championship plans. I mean, who gives a shit? How did Rollins win the title? He beat AJ Styles, who was a SmackDown star. That, all, that, that entire tournament was Raw and SmackDown, guys. So the way he won it, the way he will defend it at WrestleMania a year later. It's not that big of a deal. If it was a big deal, I would have said so. I would have complained about it. Because you guys know, if you guys have been with me for any extended period of time, you know how I feel about WWE stepping all over the rules of the brand split. They never stick to it. Keep it to Raw and keep it to SmackDown. But I think with the intentions that are had here, I think it'll work, and I think it'll be fine. So right now, based out of these names, you know, we're going to get into the matches tonight, but out of the names here, Styles wrestled McIntyre tonight. Styles clearly lost because McIntyre's on one hell of a roll. You're not going to have an Elimination Chamber match or talk about Seth Rollins in the world title without including Drew McIntyre. So we got Drew McIntyre. He advanced. Sami Zayn wrestled Randy Orton tonight. And Randy Orton is in the chamber. So McIntyre and Orton qualify. Logan Paul will be wrestling The Miz next week on Friday night. Logan Paul is advancing. So we will not get a United States Championship match at the Elimination Chamber like we expected. Kevin Owens, who we thought Logan Paul would wrestle... At the Elimination Chamber. He's wrestling Dominic Mysterio next week. And Kevin Owens is going to advance. So that would make Logan Paul, Drew McIntyre, Randy Orton, and Kevin and Logan Paul. Kevin Owens, Logan Paul, Drew McIntyre, Randy Orton in the, in the chamber. That's four. 
Then we got, I believe it's going to be Bobby Lashley against Bronson Reed. And Ivar versus L.A. Knight. Bobby Lashley's going to win, and L.A. Knight is going to win. So we have four, six guys here. Six guys in the Elimination Chamber. Randy Orton, Kevin Owens, Logan Paul, Bobby Lashley, Drew McIntyre, and L.A. Knight. I like that a lot better than what would come out only off of Monday Night Raw. And within the chamber, we could set up potential WrestleMania matches. We could set up LA Knight and Logan Paul. We could set up potentially what Randy Orton is doing at WrestleMania. Sami Zayn's not in there. His road to WrestleMania is very uh, questionable. What is he going to be doing at WrestleMania? He's on Monday Night Raw. Do we get Sami Zayn versus Gunther for the Intercontinental Championship? You know, Sami Zayn's going to be down and out. I could see WWE taking that, making it into a story. He's got to find his way to WrestleMania. He was in the main event last year. How do I get to Mania? I can't do it. The window's closing. He's a loser. After Jey Uso gets rid of, after uh, Gunther gets rid of Jey Uso, who do you think should be next? Sami Zayn could realistically be looking at an IC title match against Gunther at WrestleMania. I'm okay with them adding SmackDown to the chamber. I am. Or we could just blow this fucking thing up and go really, really unpredictable. And we just do LA Knight versus Seth Rollins at WrestleMania. Got to throw it out there. I don't know why you wouldn't do it. It's a possibility. He's the most over guy in that match. And that's the perfect title for him. He's got no stance on on, uh, Friday night. He's better suited for Monday, so why not? It is a possibility. It's throwing that out there. AJ Styles versus Drew McIntyre. This was a decent match. McIntyre's great. There's nothing. Nothing bad I could say about McIntyre in that ring. Especially when he's with somebody like AJ Styles. So we'll pick it up right before the commercial break. Styles went for a move off the top. McIntyre chopped Styles off the top. To the floor outside, McIntyre threw Styles into the timekeeper's area, and we go to a commercial break. We are back from the break. The match is in the ring now. Styles landed a tornado DDT. He then followed up by kicking McIntyre's knee and landing a running elbow. He kicked the knee. Keep that in mind. Styles fired up the crowd. Styles set up, I guess he was working babyface in this match because McIntyre's the heel. I don't know. Styles set up for the Styles Clash, but McIntyre countered and ran Styles into the corner. He then lifted Styles. He went up to the second rope. Styles countered whatever was being planned into a running powerbomb. Sit-out powerbomb for a two-count. Styles then tried to lift McIntyre. Drew got out of it, landed a future shock DDT. 
somewhere CM Punk was having cold sweats because that was the move that did him in. So after the Future Shock DDT, McIntyre tries his signature kip-up and he grabs the knee immediately. So we sell him the knee that Styles was attacking earlier in the match. So Drew ran at Styles. He went for a Claymore. Styles moved. He applied a calf crusher until McIntyre made it to the bottom rope for a break. Styles went for a springboard move. McIntyre caught Styles and threw him to the floor where Styles hit McIntyre with an enziguri before Drew threw Styles over the commentary table. Now, L.A. Knight was on commentary. Yeah. And as soon as Styles was on the floor next to L.A. Knight, I laughed my ass off. L.A. Knight, instead of just taking the bottle of water and pouring the bottle of water over his head, L.A. Knight took the cap off the bottle of water. He placed it on the desk where where, uh, A.J. Styles was laying right underneath it. And he pretended like the bottle of water got knocked over. So we got water coming down, pouring out of the bottle on top of AJ's head. AJ gets pissed because he's all fucking wet now from this cold water, which I'm assuming felt good after wrestling in the ring. He got pissed. Drew then hit Styles and rolled him back into the ring. Knight took a bump. He got shoved. So all of a sudden he jumps on the ring apron. He distracts Jessica Carr, who's the referee here. Styles had McIntyre rolled up. He's pissed because he had McIntyre beat. McIntyre followed that up because Styles was preoccupied with L.A. Knight. And we got Drew McIntyre hitting a Claymore kick. One, two, three, and McIntyre beats AJ Styles to advance to the Elimination Chamber. Yeah. As he should. McIntyre is going to be the winner of the Chamber, in my opinion. That's who I think should win the chamber. That's who I think is going to get Seth Rollins at WrestleMania. It is the best match for both men at this point. With the work that McIntyre is putting in, with the amount of social media work he's putting in, this is the best work he's done in all of WWE. So why not go and finally reward him? McIntyre being crowned the new champion at WrestleMania is the direction. That's the way I'm going. Yeah. Kayla Braxton interviewed Sami Zayn backstage. She asked him about facing Randy Orton later. Sami said, the last week has proven nothing is certain in WWE. He said last year, He was in the main event of WrestleMania, and this year, he is watching that window close quickly. He talked up Orton and said that he's one of the greatest, if not the greatest ever, and then said if he wins, he'll be facing Drew amongst others in the chamber. He said it's not an easy path, but it's a path, so I'll take it. Sammy's window's closing. We'll see what happens. We got a vignette with Pretty Dead. No, uh, I'm, I'm pretty deadly. Okay. I'm sorry, man. I'm sorry. Yeah, boy. Pretty deadly. 
Oh, okay. Make it sure. Elton Prince saw Queen Elizabeth in the clouds. Kit Wilson was down because Pete Dunay injured his hand and he lifts his hand and it's all mangled and all taped up. Who is this Peter Dunay character? They think this is a new, a new signing to the SmackDown brand. Elton Prince says it's WrestleMania season, so they need to show everyone we're pretty deadly. I got it. It's all about this WrestleMania season. Then they showed Peter Dunay and Tyler Bate. Peter Dunn and Tyler Bate backstage. Then they showed Johnny Gargano and Tommaso Ciampa backstage getting ready for their tag team match. Winner of that match wrestles the Judgment Day at Elimination Chamber for the tag team titles. Bianca Belair. She went one-on-one with Meechin, Mia Yim. Man, oh, man. Man, who, who did you guys think was winning this match, man? Did you, did you really think Mia Yim was going to the chamber? Bianca Belair beats Mia Yim. Now, I will say this. I'm going to give you guys a positive on top of the overwhelmingly negative here. Very predictable. But at least they're telling their stories and how each individual got into the chamber. Mia Yim, the more you see her, the more comfortable she's getting in the ring, the better she's getting in the ring. We just need to get that crowd behind her. She's very good. She's very good. We see a little bit more of her, a little bit more of that personality shine through on television. She could be a major player in that division. Solid name in that division. Now, the negative, very predictable. There's no reason to believe that Becky Lynch, or Bianca Belair, I should say, Becky's going to qualify too, that Bianca Belair is not going to the Elimination Chamber. Now, the thing is, with an Elimination Chamber, we have six women vying for a shot at Rhea Ripley and her World Heavyweight Championship at WrestleMania. Now, with all the teases that we got, it is very difficult to believe that WWE is not going to go with Becky Lynch. But there is a dark horse here, and that is Bianca Belair. I want to say Liv Morgan, but I think Liv Morgan in this particular instance is going to have to wait till after WrestleMania. She's going to try. She just came back at the Royal Rumble. She's going to try, but I don't see Liv Morgan factoring into any WrestleMania plans right now against Rhea Ripley. She's not as big of a star where you can just plug her in at a WrestleMania and have it be what you need it to be. And I mean that honestly. She's not a big star. She's not. She's a solid name, but she's not Becky and she's not Bianca. WWE's got two paths. For WrestleMania. One, Becky. Which they've already teased multiple times. And two, Bianca Belair. I don't know where they go. I don't. But if we are to believe what we've already seen on television, 
Becky Lynch and Rhea Ripley is the biggest match that they can do right now for the women's division. Bianca Belair is not going to WrestleMania, even though I would like to see Rhea and Bianca. I think that is a fight forever type deal there between those two ladies. I would love to see them go at it. That's another dream match waiting to happen. We could do that at WrestleMania 41 if we want. So what do we do with Bianca at WrestleMania? Every match that Bianca has had, as long as she's been on the main roster, has been for a title at WrestleMania. She's either walked in as champion or wrestled as a challenger for a championship at WrestleMania. Every single match she's been in, she's been in a championship match at WrestleMania. WWE develops anxiety attacks when they can't book Becky in a championship match, and they can't book Bianca in a championship match, and they can't book Charlotte in a championship match. There's no other feuds for these women outside of championship matches. They get anxiety. Now, there's one of two paths. Bianca will be at WrestleMania doing what? I don't know. There's one of two paths. I mentioned this last week. Tiffany Stratton, she's qualifying for the Elimination Chamber next week. She'll be there. Bianca Belair versus Tiffany Stratton is a WrestleMania match, if you ask me. Jade Cargill, what is Jade doing? I pitched this weeks ago. What if we do Jade Cargill versus Nia Jax? WWE's not going to leave Nia Jax off the WrestleMania card. She's been all over the fucking television show, and she's related to The Rock. Rock is going to take care of his family at WrestleMania. Nia Jade, Rhea Becky, Bianca Tiffany, EO, and Bailey. Your four women's matches across two nights at WrestleMania. It's the best way to go about it. Those tag team championships, they could be defended as well. I don't really see how you get those championships involved unless you leave Nia off the show and Jade. I was thinking about this as well. If WWE wants to bring Jade up because she's been on the television show at least once in the last couple of weeks, teasing about which brand she may end up on. Now, she was rumored to be going to Monday Night Raw. I don't know if that's still the plan, but she showed up on SmackDown. It might have been last week, if I'm not mistaken. Either last week or the week before that, she showed up and she wanted to talk to Adam Pearce about potentially landing on SmackDown, or uh, Nick Aldis, rather. Potentially landing on SmackDown. What if? Bianca and Tiffany do not have a match. And we do Jade teaming with Bianca to rekindle Bianca's feud with damage control. And it'll be Jade Bianca versus Asuka and Kyrie at WrestleMania for the women's tag team titles. I don't really care for that. I mean, I don't have any interest in that at all. The women's tag team titles are just so much of an eyesore. It's like, it's like the redheaded stepchild of championships in the company. It's like they're there, but nobody wants to do anything meaningful with them. They just exist. Like, I just booked you four solid women's matches at WrestleMania. Then what about Asuka? What about Kyrie? You can't leave them off the fucking show. 
I'm sorry, you straddle them with fucking worthless championships. I'm sorry. I don't know. I would rather have Tiffany Stratton on the show than the fucking tag team championships. It's not my fault Asuka and Kyrie are carrying around worthless gold. Keep that in mind. It's still a possibility. So we'll see what happens. Bianca wins. Bianca wins. Decent little match here. Meechin set up for Styles Clash. Bianca back body dropped her way out of it. KOD. That was basically it. One, two, three. Bianca advances to the elimination chamber. Oh, yeah. We could see Naomi. Naomi and Bianca. I could see that. Naomi and Bianca versus Damage Control. I could see that. Naomi's in an elimination chamber qualifying match as well. I wonder who's going to win that one. Tiffany Stratton and Naomi. Naomi's having her first match back on SmackDown. And Tiffany is someone who just got called up who won her debut match against Shotzi. She's got a match against Shotzi. It's not difficult to figure out who's going to advance there. So we got an elimination chamber match so far looking like Tiffany Stratton, Bianca Belair, Becky Lynch. It's a big fucking deal there, man. It's a great looking match. And Naomi. Braun Breaker. Speaking of call-ups, Braun Breaker approached Triple H backstage. They shook hands. Braun says he received two great offers and isn't sure what decision to make. He asked for advice on which brand to choose. Paul Heyman walked in. He looks in, he smiles at Braun Breaker. He's like, oh man, I remember you, man. What's going on? Smiled and shook Braun Breaker's hand and said it was wonderful. To see him. Braun left. Heyman, as if nothing happened last night, looked at Levesque and said, Hey, man, that's one hell of a talent, man. He's got a fucking really wacky family. But that's one hell of a talent right there. Triple H looked at him. What the fuck do you want? He was in no mood to deal with Paul Heyman. So Heyman, in his typical... New York prick attitude. Oh, yeah? Okay. Don't worry. It looks like you don't want to be uh, bothered right now. But you know what? We'll bother you next week. And so will my tribal chief and The Rock. Triple H said, oh, yeah? I'm looking forward to it. Braun Breaker on SmackDown as a new Paul Heyman guy. Book it. Braun Breaker does not need to go to Monday Night Raw. Braun on SmackDown as a client of Paul Heyman's? That's what I'm doing. Don't know why you wouldn't. Bailey. Bailey is addressing the WWE Universe about damage control taking her out last week. I am going to read you a tweet from my guy, Kevin Castle, of the Don Tony and Kevin Castle show. Two very good friends of mine. He said this about Bailey, and now I can't unsee it. 
I have to read it because it's so fucking true. He says, anytime Bailey is on the mic in front of a crowd, she talks like she just met somebody on a blind date and going through the motions of getting to know you. She's always lacked any intensity or any conviction. I can't sit here and tell you that Kevin Castle is not, is not wrong. I love Bailey, but the way she delivers her message, it's, it's not one with a sense of urgency. It's not one with, like, like Kev said, conviction. She doesn't make you believe in what she's saying, you know? I don't know. She's out there. Bailey smiled. Crowd was loving her. She said she's been having a tough time deciding how to put words to what happened last week. She said she felt and she feared some fans thought she had it coming. She smiled and said, you know what? I'll take it because the fans were chanting for her. Maybe I had it coming. Who knows? She said maybe they're cool with each other now. She says they've been on a journey with her and they know what's in her heart when it comes to WWE. She said damage control meant everything to her. She said she gave and gave and gave and all they did was take and take and take from her. She talked about them laughing behind her back. She said EO Sky will learn a lesson the hard way at WrestleMania. All of a sudden, Dakota Kai comes out. And said she's been texting Bailey all week. She asked if Bailey was ghosting her. She denied knowing anything about what happened last week when Damage Control kicked her out of the group. Bailey said she was laughing with the others every week and knew what was going on the whole time. Dakota said she was put in a really tough spot, but she always believed in what Bailey created. Fans did not believe her. She said, EO believed too until Kyrie Sane arrived. She said, then Kyrie got in EO's head. Bailey asked why she didn't tell her. Dakota said, well, I wanted to. She said, EO and the two of the others, they all had each other's backs. She said, Bailey has always been a mentor to her. She said, it seemed her plan was working. She said, she won the Royal Rumble and they were so close to having it all. She said, she thought the situation with Kyrie and Oscar would blow over, but it never did. So Bailey asked, well, what do I do now? What do I do now? EO's music plays. She walked out with both Asuka and Kyrie. Dakota, behind Bailey, picked up a chair. Bailey looked like she was about to get beat down four on one. So Dakota swung at EO and Asuka and Kyrie instead. They three all bailed out to ringside. As Bailey asked Dakota if she has her back, she threw the chair down and didn't do anything else after that. So Bailey was okay here. Bailey was concerned about what Dakota was going to do. Bailey was clearly upset about why damage control basically disowned her. Dakota seemed, I don't want to say Dakota seemed fishy, but the way she sounded, it sounded like she was a little sincere and she sounded like she meant it. And I don't really think it's a swerve now. I'm not saying that it can't lead to a swerve, 
But Bailey has no friends here. Bailey has nobody. Who exactly is backing Bailey up? We haven't seen one single solitary woman come to Bailey's defense here outside Dakota Kai. So is Dakota going to align, align herself with Bailey? Are we going to get Bailey with some help going into WrestleMania? Are we looking at Bailey winning the championship from EO and Dakota bailing on Bailey, turning on Bailey because she wanted the championship all along? I don't know. I don't know where they're going with this, but right now, let's take it step by step. Bailey needs to beat EO at WrestleMania. Bailey needs to be the new women's champion. From there, I don't know. I don't know where we go. I'm going to say that Dakota turns on Bailey. There's no reason why Bailey should trust Dakota right now at all. But that's going to be the story. She's going to slowly, slowly, slowly try and convince Bailey that she's for her. I think we're going to get another turn, another swerve, and Bailey's going to be all on her own. Who joins Bailey? I don't know. Sasha is signed to AEW. Sasha Banks is not coming to WWE. They already left you Easter eggs in the graphic for big business. They're coming to Boss Tan. Pete Dunne and Tyler Bate against DIY. Johnny Gargano and Tommaso Ciampa. Tag team title. Number one contender match. This went eight minutes. It is criminal that this went eight minutes only. I could have watched these guys go for another 10, easy. Bate and Gargano started the match. They shook hands. They traded a lot of pinning attempts. Peter Dunay tagged in. Shoulder blocked Gargano to the canvas. Champa tagged in. He took Dunay down before the action goes to the outside. Things broke down. Gargano landed a big splash on Bate. Okay, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pronounce their real names now. Gargano and Champa patted themselves on the back. We go to commercial break. Come back from break. Champa is in the ring cleaning house. Landed a big time DDT on Tyler Bate. So all four are in the ring. Gargano landed and assisted Poison Rana on Peter Dunn. Gargano hit a discus lariat on Bate. Bate worked on doing an airplane spin, swinging combination on Champ and Gargano. Pete Dunn got back into the mix. He stomped on Gargano's hands, because that's what he does. Champa tagged in. Big knee to Tyler Bate. Champa hit a beautiful project. Champa, which is basically a lung blower on Tyler Bate for a great near fall. Tyler Bate and Champa traded strikes. Bate got the best of it until Champa need Bate in the head and tagged in Gargano. Gargano was bleeding right from the nose. Bate hit a double clothesline on Gargano and Champa. That slingshot, double lariat, beautiful from Bate. He then hits a suicide dive on Champa outside the ring. Meanwhile, inside the ring, Pete Dunne gave Johnny Gargano the bitter end. It was the bitter end for Johnny Gargano. One, two, three, and the team of Tyler Bate and Pete Dunne, British strong style, are going to the elimination chamber. Against the Judgment Day. Fun stuff. Eight minutes is sinful. 
These guys were just getting the crowd into it, man. It's almost as if they were about to kick it into that next gear. They weren't really allowed to because of time constraints. And man, oh man, they were having a banger. Hopefully it's not the last time we see of these two teams in the ring together. Byron Saxon interviewed Dominic Mysterio. Or what Archer calls Nick and Tom Mysterio. He says he's going to win the chamber and face Seth Rollins at WrestleMania. And then him and Mommy will have matching world heavyweight titles. Keep dreaming, Dominic. Saxton said to Dominic, well, well, you got to qualify first, bro. He walked in, did KO. KO walks in and then he revealed, you know, you're saying all this shit and you, you do realize that I am your opponent next week. KO says, you can call your shot all you want, but he'll give him the beating of a lifetime next week, and I'm going to dedicate it to the greatest luchador of all time, Rey Mysterio. Dom turned and left. R-Truth walked in and called out for KO, and he called KO Miz. Kevin Owens didn't know what was going on. He says, aren't you supposed to be on Raw? Meanwhile, this is Kevin Owens, not The Miz. Kevin Owens looked confused. And then he tells KO, don't let Nick catch you. You mean Nick Mysterio? No, 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 Nick Aldis. So Kevin Owens told R-Truth, all all, all right, I'll I'll be careful. R-Truth, man, what a funny guy. Logan Paul. He interrupted a conversation between Adam Pearce and Nick Aldis. He said, qualifying matches are for unqualified people. I'm qualified. He then touted his resume to Nick Aldis. He says he should get the rock treatment. He took a deep breath and then agreed he'd wrestle next week in Utah. Then he made fun of Utah like, you're going to have me fly all the way to Utah and wrestle in Utah. But he doesn't like it. He said he'll win the chamber and then beat Seth and walk out as a double champion. He asked to know who he's wrestling. Aldis said he'll be facing somebody he's very familiar with, The Miz. Nobody is expecting Miz to beat Logan Paul. Randy Orton. He went one-on-one versus Sami Zayn in the main event. On Friday Night SmackDown, Sami Zayn is not going to the Elimination Chamber. He's not. Poor Sami Zayn. The guy was in the biggest match of his entire career against Roman Reigns at last year's Elimination Chamber. And this year is not even going to be featured on the show. Imagine that. He main evented WrestleMania last year. And right now, his window is closing. What is Sammy going to do at WrestleMania? I pitched Sammy and Gunther for the IC title. You want to make Sammy's WrestleMania feel tremendous? That's the match you do. Orton had control early. It wasn't long until Orton found himself on the outside. Orton walked along the ring. Back in the ring, Orton worked some punches. Zayn turned things around. He worked his own punches. Orton 
is in there returning the favor. Hits a European uppercut to go back outside. Sami Zayn hopped on the barricade, landed a moonsault, did not connect all with the moonsault. Zayn tried another dive, but Orton caught him with a forearm. Zayn then slammed Orton on the commentary table, and the show went to a commercial break. We come back from break. Zayn is on the offensive on Orton inside the ring. Zayn landed a tornado DDT. He goes for recovery, gets a two count. Zayn then goes up to the top. Orton cut him off. Orton hit a superplex off the top rope. Zayn eventually comes back. Some shoulder blocks. Orton then comes back with a series of clotheslines, his signature snap power slam. Orton set up for a draping DDT, but instead Zayn dumped Orton to the outside, and Zayn quickly landed a suicide dive. Orton then slammed Zayn on the commentary table in retaliation from earlier. So we go back in the ring. Orton hit the draping DDT on Sammy back in the ring. He then set up for the RKO, but Zayn rolled Orton up for a two-count. Zayn followed that up with a beautiful blue thunder bomb, two count. Zayn tried a springboard move off the second rope, springboard leapfrog. That leapfrog did him in because waiting after he landed on his feet was an RKO. One, two, three, and nobody is kicking out of the RKO. Randy Orton's going to the chamber. He qualifies alongside Drew McIntyre tonight on SmackDown. After the match, Drew McIntyre showed up, stepped inside the ring. Orton and McIntyre have a history. They stared face-to-face, and the show went off the air. Good match. Show did not have a lot of story, but it was a wrestling-heavy show, which we don't usually see on Friday night. But I like the fact that they are taking these qualifying matches Stretching them out over the remaining weeks of build gives the show meaning. Yeah, they're predictable. Yeah, we can guess who's going to be in the chamber and who's not going to be in the chamber, but at least it makes the shows meaningful. WWE's loading up the chamber. Like I said before, they're using the chamber as it should be used on the road to WrestleMania. You guys cannot hate on that. Seth Rollins will have a challenger at WrestleMania. It's a tag team match that people were fantasizing about coming out of the kickoff show last night. Not happening. Unless it happens at the chamber. But there was real, really no story on this SmackDown outside qualifying matches for the chamber. Triple H, some indirect shots at The Rock. Rock's going to be on the show next week. Roman's going to be on the show next week. Paul Heyman's going to be on the show next week. Is Cody going to be on the show next week? I don't know. Next week is when things are going to really heat up. But SmackDown, regardless, was a good wrestling show tonight. Haven't really said that in many weeks. It's usually kind of blah. Raw is usually saved for the pro wrestling. SmackDown was a great wrestling show tonight. Guys, thank you for being here, man. We had over 4,000, 4,200 at one point. In here on the Friday night's SmackDown post-show right here on Off the Script. Tonight, sponsored by my great friends over at DraftKings. If you guys want to get in on all the Super Bowl fun for Super Bowl Sunday, make sure you guys hit up DraftKings, man. Download that app. 
Use promo code JD from NY. And you guys are going to have some fun this Super Bowl weekend. Tonight's show is sponsored by my great friends over at DraftKings. Listen up, football fans. This is the last weekend of the year, so it's time to get your bets in. I've teamed with DraftKings Sportsbook, and right now is the perfect time to take your shot at the crown. DraftKings is giving all new customers $200 in bonus bets instantly when they place their first $5 bet on anything. There's no time like the present. All you guys got to do is download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use that promo code JD from NY. The crown is yours. That's right. New customers who bet just $5 will get $200 back in bonus bets instantly. If you guys are wondering what you could use your $200 in bonus bets on, well, you can combine multiple bets together from Super Bowl 58 for a shot at an even bigger payout. If you're already signed up for DraftKings, you guys can make a bet on Super Bowl 58 and get a bonus bet back. Get a bonus bet in the amount of your initial wager. Max reward varies. And if sports betting is not yet available in your state, don't worry. You guys can still join in on all the fun with DraftKings Daily Fantasy and have a shot at winning cash prizes. So download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. And all new customers who bet just $5 on any wager will receive $200 back in bonus bets instantly. Make sure you guys use that promo code JD from NY only at DraftKings Sportsbook. The crown is yours. Thank you guys for supporting my sponsor for tonight's show, man. DraftKings. Go and check them out. This Sunday, Super Bowl Sunday. Let's get into these Super Chats, man. Thank you guys so much for supporting me tonight and all February. It's been an absolutely tremendous month. Follow me on social media, at JD from NY206. Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, Cameo. Hit that subscribe button down below. Turn on the bell for notifications. Make sure you guys go check out all the content on the channel. There's plenty of it for you guys to get caught up on. Probably going to have more content this weekend at some point. And get those thumbs up in, man. We got 1,250 likes. Let's try for 1,500 likes on today's SmackDown post show. Michael Krause with a $2 super chat. Happy Friday, JD. Hope you have a good weekend, bro. Thank you, Michael. Same to you, brother. Captain Solo with a $2 super chat. AJ Styles, the J, stands for Jobber. It's a little uh, little harsh there, Solo. Michelle Moran with a $2 super chat. Doesn't feel like Sammy Drew at WrestleMania. What will he do? Gunther. Nathan Norlin with a $20 super chat. JD, I got a bone to pick. So it's okay for Reigns to talk shit about Cody's dad, but it's not okay for Cody to talk shit about Reigns' family. That's some bullshit if I ever heard of it. Nathan, Cody legitimately came out and screamed, this is bullshit, last night. Francis, NYC videos with a five. Seen Triple H and The Rock cutting promos on each other is going to be fucking awesome. Yeah, 
we could potentially be getting that next week. Matt Fugitive with a final see which Pro Wrestling is just wild this year. Is this an episode of Black Mirror? OTS for life. Yeah, man, it's only the month of February, and we already have more than what we got last year, man. It's crazy. Main event with a 15 months. Now onward to WrestleMania. No more illogical nonsense. If you had a wrestling finisher, what would you call it? The budget cut. Christy Wilson with a 499. WWE screwed themselves with this PR disaster. I don't know what you're talking about, Christy. If they right the ship and correct the wrongs, I thought what they did last night was a huge step in the right direction. Nathan with a $10 super chat. The Rock can fuck off with his massive ego and leave the booking to Triple H while the Pebble can focus on the money and business side of WWE. And that's it. Well, Nathan, please tell me how you really feel, bro. Dom Wapo with a 499. I love the show tonight. A lot of good wrestling and love that the chamber is going to be cross-branded. You've been killing it in 2024. Love you, JD. Thank you, Dom. Corey Williams with an 18 months. Cody Rhodes and Seth Rollins versus The Rock and Roman Reigns at the Elimination Chamber is possibly going to happen. I can see it happening at the chamber. Yeah. Well, it's the only place where it should happen, Corey. Because it certainly won't be taking place at WrestleMania. Cody Snyder with a $5 Super Chat. Bands for the gym. My first two are Pantera and Megadeth, Metallica, Slayer, Anthrax, etc. I don't know who would be complaining about those. Um... Yeah, man, that's uh, you know that's the that's the typical the typical go to right for uh, for metal right. Yeah, everybody everybody hones in on the big four. Yeah, yeah, Metallica isn't Metallica nowadays, man. Metallica sucks. Slayer, they're retired. Anthrax apparently's got new music coming out. How good that's gonna be? I don't know. You know, everybody goes to Metallica, Metallica, Megadeth, Slayer, Anthrax. Man, I'm more of a testament creator, Sepultura, you know? I'm more that vibe, for sure. Jared Hopfinger with a $2 Super Chat. Do you see LA Knight or Drew McIntyre beating Seth? Yeah. I do. Dave Gorday with a 10. I can see Roman trying to cheat, but Cody catching him and cheats himself. The ref hits three. Cody wins. And then The Rock comes out and restarts the match, and Roman wins. Yeah, there's going to be there's gonna be some fuck finish, for sure. Exodus. How could I forget Exodus, man? I can't forget Exodus. My guy, Gary Holt. Love Exodus. Jericho, 81-31 with the $20 Super Jet. Jimmy 
said why he turned on Jay, but not why he aligned with Roman again. Could they possibly use that as part of Rock's long game where Jimmy has secretly been serving the hot chief all along to sabotage Roman from within? Man, I have no idea. I, I have no idea, bro. Seriously. People are going to go crazy booking this shit. Fantasy booking, you know. Kyle Tuck with a $20 super chat. I really think this is honestly deep down a work, man. Deep down, we both know The Rock and Roman Reigns are humble human beings, and I really think they want to give Cody the spotlight he deserves. Like at Mania 30. I don't know, man. When it comes to family, that family may choose family over anything first and foremost, man. I do not think it was a work from the very beginning. Rocky with a five. Gunther can't do the elimination chamber. Remember, he can't leave the United States due to issues related to his work visa. He's stuck in the U.S. for another three months or so. Oh, yeah? Are you his travel agent? You don't think a mega billion dollar corporation like TKO can take care of that like that for Gunther? Come on, man. Maybe he doesn't work the chamber. I don't know. Everybody's running with that. That story is like five months old now. Mike 43 with a $2 Super Joe. What about Orton versus Rock at WrestleMania? There's history. No. No. Drawn 3XX with a 10. Hey, JD, wasn't it Papa H who said in the past that no one is bigger than WWE? Don't care what spot you have in the company. Love your reviews on the wrestling scene. You're the true GOATS. Thank you, Drawn. Chris with a 499. If McIntyre wins the chamber, I honestly think he re-signed with WWE. McIntyre versus Rollins at WrestleMania. Drew wins the world championship at WrestleMania. I could see it. D Bastardo. $5 super chat. Bloodline handed every opportunity. Rhodes family had to fight for theirs. Everyone stood in Dusty's way, and now The Rock is standing in Cody's way. Yeah. Chris with a 10 in Super Chat. Drew winning the World Heavyweight Championship will kill two birds with one stone. Rewarding him for the best work of his career. And you make it up to him for the pandemic. Facts. Also, when Punk comes back from injury, he has a feud waiting for him with Drew. You can book McIntyre versus Punk for the world title at SummerSlam. Yeah. Clearly, that's where they're going. Mr. Noob. He's got a $5 super chat. If we get a bloodline civil war in 24... Who's on Team Roman and who's on Team Rock? Do we include Nia and Naomi? No, we don't include the women. Do they make an appearance in the story? Sure. 
Omnist Roan with a new membership. Timothy Wilson with a new membership. Thank you, guys. Timmy Z with a $5 super chat. I don't like seeing Sammy taking all these L's. I'm losing faith in his booking under Triple H. He deserves better. Trust the process, Tim Z. Sean Ray J with the 499. Do you think we are getting a WWE management versus TKO management storyline? We could. Or Bloodline versus Rhodes family. Max Mello with a 499. Hey, JD, suppose the tag team match happens. What if Cody brings in Dustin to help him face Rock and Roman in a tag team match to defend their family's name? Dustin is signed to AEW. Timothy Wilson with a 999. Finally a member. Listen to all episodes. Your streams help me through my days. OTS for life. It's Tony Khan punching the air. WWE is turning this around. He could be. Listen, man. Tony Khan's got his own fucking problems. Jake Shepsky with a 199. Man, I really wish Triple H could still wrestle. I don't. Triple H is more valuable now than he was then. Jamie Acuna with a 199. New fan here drinking a glass of whiskey. Cheers, Jamie. Welcome. Mohammed with a five. JD, if you were a wrestler, would you be a heel or a face? Mohammed, I would be a heel. Richard Scarlett with a five. JD, did you see on X, WWE post a new tag team. It's Cedric and Ashante. How do you feel about it? Great. More teams, the better. Undead Mage with a two. Will Mr. 9 to 5 return in 2K24? I'm thinking about buying it, man. El Mulatto with a 499. I feel like the brand split should end. Avoid champions. Having a lack of opponents like Rhea and Gunther. Same with the world title. One instead of two. In a perfect world, Mulatto. In a perfect world. Zachary Ray with a 499. Hey, JD, I don't know if Knight will win next week after what happened with Styles, but hopefully you're right. I can't see them not having LA Knight in a 50,000 seat arena. Jedi Joke with a five. JD, check out a new band that I got into called Devour the Day. I think you'd enjoy them. They just dropped a new single today. Good shit. Clone Force with a 199. Rock will pull a Mike Tyson on Roman at WrestleMania 40. Possible. Cody with a $2 Super Chat. Testaments, the New Order album is a go-to. It is. But Testaments' best album is The Gathering. I have spoken. Or if you really want... Those songs re-recorded and done the right way, go listen to Testament, First Strike, Still Deadly. They recorded all their old songs, or at least a good portion of them. Guys, we're about to get out of here, man. Thank you so very much for all your support here on OTS, man. We are just getting started. 2024 is our year, man. 
our year. There's no one doing the live stream thing in the community like we are. And I'm going to continue to deliver. I'm going to continue to make this show bigger, better, and better than ever. Follow me on social media, at JD from NY206. Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, Cameo. Hit that thumbs up. Go check out the rest of the content on the channel. Plenty of it. Hit that subscribe button down below, and I'll be back more with more this weekend. More news, more rumors right here on Off The Scripts. I will see you guys later. No more.